Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. I'm Dane, uh, the other head. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby and share our thoughts with you all, and even play some games. Cosmo, what are we going to be discussing today? Well, today we're going to be discussing the first part of the Eclipse Engine, our original role-playing system. And this week we're going to focus on the player side of it. All right, that's that's all good. Uh, but I think first we should start with uh, who we are, why people should give a shit, because, like, who are we, right? Yeah, just two dummies uh, on the internet. That's pretty good. All right, so who are we, and how did we get into role-playing games? That's, we'll, we'll start with that. Um, I think for both of us, it goes back pretty far into our childhoods, but we actually didn't start playing role-playing games until pretty recently. I remember, like, fourth grade, fifth grade, probably, being super into, like, the D&D Monster Manual yep. for the... Um, well, the illustrations, but also, like, the lore and the idea that there was this, like, really cool game behind it. But I didn't really know how to play it, and I never really got anyone to explain it to me. Yeah, I remember we would go to, my sister and I would go to Borders, and we'd look at all the miniatures. And that's where we got that monster manual that we'd read together on the bus. Um, so, yeah, we we found it very interesting but we never got a chance Interested to play. Interested in it for a long, long time. Uh, um, we also play, you know, a lot of video games, uh, read a lot of books, uh, very fascinated in stories. Uh, and finally, we came to Torg. Remember Torg? Uh, for those not familiar, Torg is the other role-playing game. Uh, Cosmo, fun. why don't you tell us a little bit about Torg? So, Torg, we got into because a friend of ours... Um, was playing it. The other role-playing game, is the fun acronym title, is a uh, a 1990 stat plus skill role-playing game where a bunch of sort of alternate realities have invaded Earth. So different regions of Earth have been changed into sort of different genres. There's, you know, like a savage dinosaur caveman area right. and like a cyberpunk area and like a... Um, yeah, that's definitely what attracted us uh, to Torg was all the different realms. Cause you yeah, the be, different, uh, like you could be a fantasy knight or an Indiana Jones. Or a cyber street ninja. All very cool, and there was a lot of like lore and stories, and we bought all the world books, and we got very into it, um, and we got all our friends into it, and we finally started playing, and that was... When was that? That was a good... That was 2015, I believe, is when we yeah. had our first session as uh, me as the Game Master. Um, so, and it went five pretty well. Uh, and then we we stopped playing Torg uh, because we started doing a lot of homebrew um, Torg stuff. And then that kind of just developed into our own thing, which is what we're here talking about. Yeah. Torg was very fun. Um, and I would recommend Torg to anyone interested, but we we were doing, as Dane said, so much of so much of what we were delivering to our players was homebrew content, 
and we were starting to like rewrite the rules or just like not use a lot of stuff in the Torg rule books and we kind of had some other settings we wanted to explore as well so we developed just an original game engine that is designed to work with basically any setting and uses the same attribute plus skill uh, role system that Torg did. And a lot of 90s role-playing games were really built around. And so we're coming to you live with the Eclipse engine, everybody. Like Kazo said, attribute plus skill system. Uh, we designed it so you could apply it to any any setting that you create. Uh, go wild with it. Uh, you want to make a fantasy universe, go for it. You want to make a dystopian post-apocalypse universe, go for it. Uh, hopefully, we can help you out with uh, the little details. Uh, that's why we're doing the this whole character-oriented um, podcast the next one we're going to be doing is uh game master oriented uh so in this one we're going to cover difficulty and roles in our system uh the attributes the skills themselves uh magic and uh, how do you equip slash uh make a loadout for your character so we'll start real simple with the difficulty system which in a uh, stat plus skill engine means that you take your your stat, your attribute, whatever that may be, and we'll get into what attributes are in our system, but you take your attribute and you add the value of your skill to get a number, and then you put that number against the difficulty set by the GM, and that is going to give you a minimum d20 roll that you need to beat in order to succeed in your action. And at its core, that simplicity is like, that's the entirety of the Eclipse engine. We're going to talk more about it, but that's basically all that it is. It's all built around that. So, Dane, why don't you give us a quick little example? Example? Sure. Uh, Let's just say I have a character who has a pistol and he's trying to shoot, uh, let's say it's a skeleton. Okay. So, how I would do that in the Eclipse engine is I would have my attribute, which in this case I'd be using dexterity uh, to pull that trigger and keep it on target. So let's just say my dexterity is eight, Uh, but also the pistol is my main weapon. Uh, It was given to me by my father. So like I have the pistol skill. I've been using it all my life. So I'm going to get a bonus for using my pistol skill on top of my dexterity. So it's going to give me a value of nine. Okay. Eight plus one is nine. Excellent math. Yes. Right. So uh, I would be I would be shooting against uh, the skeleton's value. Okay. So we'll say this skeleton is like for whatever adventure we're doing. He's kind of a kind of an early game low level chump, and he is going to be naturally avoiding being shot with his base dexterity attribute, which we're going to say for him is six. So. If you're following along in the Eclipse engine, uh, 9 and 6 gives you a minimum roll of 7. So to succeed in his action to shoot this bad guy, Dane's going to need to roll a 7 or better. That's not so bad. It's pretty easy. The, he should probably hit. But he might not. That's a shot that you get. I, 
you're going to be shooting a skeleton, they can't move very fast. So you should be able to hit that uh, off. Yeah. So that's that's the stat plus skill system right there. Uh, we mentioned dexterity as an attribute. Let's talk about all the attributes real quick here. Alrighty. So they're pretty basic uh, role-playing game attributes. Uh, very uh, close to like the special system in Fallout. You um, should find, fans of the genre should find these all pretty familiar. Right, so uh, we got we got seven of them. Um, so speed, uh, we thought it was important to uh, put this as its own attribute. So like how fast uh, you move. Uh, we usually play on a. We developed it for a grid. Don't have to play on a grid though. You can always uh, play in the theater of your mind. So if you're playing on a grid, speed directly correlates to how many tiles, or you know, grid squares, you can move. So you had a speed of three, you can move three. Uh, but in the theater of the mind, we decided that it's about um, every speed is equal to about three meters. Yeah. Um, the next one that we have is toughness. And that's pretty self-explanatory as well. But like speed, it has a direct um, game mechanic feature. Toughness is how tough your character is, but it also is your life or your hit points or whatever. Mm. Um, as you do combat in the Eclipse system, your toughness is what you're going to be defending with, and toughness is what is going to take damage as you go through combat encounters. So, And if, if you run out of toughness... Uh, you you go die down. or in get incapacitated, and we can talk about that in the game master um, section. But it is it is very easy to die in the eclipse engine. Uh, there's a sense of danger, deliberate sense of danger. Yeah, deliberate. Uh, so then we get into just the kind of more skill um, attributes. So there's dexterity. Uh, all about your coordination, uh, how good you can jump, how good you can swing a sword, uh, shoot a gun. And those are the kind of skills that we would attach with it. Um, next is strength, which is how strong your character is. It's kind of how far they can throw stuff, how heavy of a thing can they lift. Uh, the more points in strength, the more... How hard they punch. How hard they punch, yeah. The more physical damage they can do in melee combat. Uh, so now we're into... Those were kind of like the, the physical, physical, right? So now we're into the, the mental ones. So we have uh, perception. So perception, we like to think of perception as literally what it says. the How your character perceives the world. Uh, so all your senses are in there, uh, how well they can see threats, hear threats, uh, smell stuff, uh, track, um, percep perceiving the world. And the next one is mind, which is sort of the other side of the coin to perception. Mind is your character's... Um, it's sort of their intelligence, but we like to think of it more as their critical thinking. So if perception is how you physically 
uh, perceive the world. Mind is how you like put that information together and put it to good use. It's also how good your character is at remembering specific things or, um, you know, working their way through mental problems. Yeah, I think uh, the for me, what I always do keep in keep those two different is perception is noticing things and mind is understanding them. That's pretty good. All right, so the last attribute, uh, if you're keeping track, number seven, uh, charisma. Classic charisma. So how pers- how your character handle- handles character interaction. Uh, you know, do they got a charming smile or do they got resting bitch face? That kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Charisma is also about your character reading other characters. Right, right, right. So, like, you could uh, have a character with high charisma who, like... Are they lying to me? You could also use like your mind for that, but maybe this person's really good at reading like micro like facial expressions and like, oh, you know, a little tick of the eye. Uh, They're lying. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that's the seven attributes of the Eclipse engine. Speed, toughness, dexterity, strength, perception, mind, and charisma. Um, That's... The basic building blocks of how you build a character. Player characters are built with 45 points spread across those seven attributes. NPCs and enemies might have more or less, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm. Next, for this section, Uh, we're going to talk about skills and how you use those with your attributes. Yep, yep. So, you get your 45 attribute points, spread those around... Now, to complete your character, you can add skills to those. So skills give you a bonus uh, to your role, right? Your stat, your attribute stat, plus your skill. Uh, A lot of games have skills uh, bound to attributes. Like, uh, firearms is dexterity and only dexterity. Uh, We didn't feel like that was completely uh, accurate. We thought that was a little restricting. Yeah. Uh, So, like, the example we gave earlier is actually a great way to, you know, talk about this. Dane described a character who's, you know, trying to shoot a gun, and he has the firearm skill to use that gun. And in that situation, you would add that skill to your dexterity value to make that attack roll. But what if... Uh, you were trying to fix something. Say your gun broke. You could use your training with firearms or whatever else, any other sort of skill in any other situation. But in this example, his training with firearms could be applied to his perception attribute and use that to determine the problem and fix it. Like, you know, look down the barrel. Is there a bullet in there or not? Classic. (laughs) Classic uh, visual inspection. So right, so we thought uh, so you get forty five attribute points and seven skills. So when you make a character, 
you get to acquire seven skills for free. Level zero characters get seven skills, uh, all given a, a plus one in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also, so we thought that the next step, uh, natural step is character progression because that keeps it interesting and players engaged. Uh, so you start off with plus one, your skills give you plus one, but you can definitely grow. Yeah. As you go on, uh, your your game master might give you you know XP or upgrade points, and you can use those to increase the value, uh, the value of your skill adds. So if you have a combat skill that you're particularly focused on, or you want to build up something that's not as useful as you want it to be, you could take that initial plus one and increase it and improve it as you go if your game master is giving you that sort of reward system. Uh, and we will talk about how to implement that more in the game master episode. Right. But for now, as a player, I think it's important to, uh, you know that you can progress, but uh, the exact mechanics of that are uh, talk it through with your game master. So we also, in the engine, if you're looking at it, if you're following along at home, there are quite a few skills listed in the actual document. However, uh, we do not claim to have made a comprehensive list because that's that's impossible. Yeah, what we recommend is that you create your own and discuss with your party and your game master exactly what you want them to be because your skills are sort of like the abilities that would make up a class in another role-playing game. You combine skills in a way to create the character archetype that you want to play as. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to just have, you know, archery or whatever. Maybe you want something more specific or right. less specific, a little more, um, uh, a little more specialized. Whatever it whatever it may be, or it might be something unique to the setting that you're in that you have a skill in. And in those situations, we just we highly encourage players to come up with their original ideas, their own original ideas for skills, in order to build the player that or the the character that they want to play as. And right. just so discuss them with your game master. My uh my guy who's trying to shoot that skeleton, maybe Maybe he has a gunslinger skill. He was He's a gunslinger, right? He has a pistol, a big iron on his hip, and he's fast with the draw. That's not just good for shooting skeletons. That could be like impressing the ladies at the bar or intimidating uh, a fellow like gunslinger that like, hey, look, I'm faster than you. Whoop, there's my draw, right? So get creative with it. Make your own specific stuff. Um... Get weird. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of getting weird. Speaking of weirdness, yeah. The uh, the next section in the player side of the Eclipse Engine is magic and other special skills. Now, for this, we don't have um, we don't have that much to say, and we don't really have any specific advice. We mainly want you to do whatever you feel like you need to do with this. But role-playing games usually are set somewhere where there's some sort of magic system or some other 
special powers. It's not just fantasy magic. Like technology, right. uh, cybernetic, bionics, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, more specific and specialized, like elemental bending or something. So if you're playing uh, in a setting that has that stuff, or if you're playing a character and you want them to have something like that, the same with original skills. We encourage you to just make up what you need for this. And a good way to do this is to make it one of your skills. If your character just make it a skill. Yeah. If your character has a uh, you know if your character is a necromancer of some sort, make up a necromancer skill with your game master. Talk about how that would work and what attribute it's on, and discuss, you know, what you think reasonable difficulties are. And reasonable um Effects. Reasonable effects of success when you use it. Uh, Another way that you can do it is to purchase mods on the equipment table for your character when you create them. And say, you know, they're not technology, they're not pieces of gear, they are just their magical abilities. And you might be saying, oh, wait, we haven't talked about gear yet. You're absolutely right. We will talk about gear. It's coming up next. But... uh, we thought the magic fit more in after the skills because that's usually what we do in our systems that we play is the magics are skills. They've um, usually ended up being some sort of skill with specific rules attached to them. We've, we've had a lot of success that way. Yeah. Um, but if that doesn't work for you, we encourage you to make up your own thing. Figure out what, uh, what does work for you and your setting. But that about does yeah. it. For magic, as far as we have magic, I think I think one last nugget of wisdom, Dane's advice for the day. Uh, important thing with magic and special powers is finding a balance between limit and cost, or uh, like effect and cost. I guess that was a bad way to say that. But how much does it cost your character? What does it cost your character? How do they use it to solve their problems? If you can find out those answers, then you got yourself a good system. Yeah, that's good stuff to keep in mind. Now. All right, so if you don't want to make it skill, you can make it a loadout. Well, let's talk about loadouts. Yeah. The uh, equipment and gear section of the Eclipse engine is a system of buying items on a quality scale. So, we'll talk about what that means. You begin, when you create a character, with 20 uh, gear points. Points that you can use to purchase items and equipment. Separate separate from your attribute points. Yes. Separate from your separate skill from the skills. So New... You get 45 attribute points, 7 skills, and 20 equipment points. Yeah. Now, these equipment items are spaced out on a scale of quality. It goes poor, fair, excellent, and heroic. And the point value, the cost of these items for poor, fair, excellent, and heroic go 2 points, 5 points, 7 points, and 13 points. So you can have a character with a lot of different bad gear, a a little bit of all pretty good gear, or like one piece of excellent gear and then everything else. One piece of like really powerful gear, one amazing weapon... Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of, you know, not very powerful items to go with it. Um, Right, so uh, just kind of a balancing thing. Uh, 
the more points you spend, the less uh, or the better that thing's going to be. So you can't have you can't have like three heroic weapons, right? Right. That's just you know to limit the uh, to limit the capability and balance the gameplay experience, especially when it comes to you know characters who are who have just been made. As you go through your campaigns, you'll probably get more stuff. You'll be able to scavenge gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about the different kinds. So the first one is weapons. And weapons are divided into a couple types, but they all have the same uh, basic values. And those are a range value and a damage value. The range refers to how many tiles they can hit. Or how many tiles right. away they can reach. Or in the theater of the minds, yeah. uh, three meter chunks. They can reach out. And then the damage value is the damage value. And we'll talk about um, the combat system more in depth in the game master section. But it's it's damage. If it's yeah. higher, it's better. You're going to hurt the other guy more. It's you know pretty simple as far as that goes. Right. Uh, and so... You might be thinking that, like, hey, uh, these weapon types, uh, they seem pretty uh, rigid there, right? So, like, I have a shotgun. It's a firearm, mm-hmm. right? But it's a really good shotgun. I clean it every day, so I'm going to make it an excellent shotgun. It's a shotgun, though, so how does it have a range of nine? Now, I mean, that seems pretty high. Well, you know what you can do is you can swap points of range and damage for each other so instead of a sh- excellent shotgun that has a range of 9 and a damage of 17 you could easily have an excellent shotgun that has a range of 6 and a damage of 20 you can only trade up to 3 points in that way but it's a system that allows for uh, for you to customize kind of what you want your weapon to be because that's what you're purchasing when you spend points on a piece of gear you're kind of coming up with whatever you want it to be and they're divided into basic categories so if you want it to be more specific than the category offers we have a little tool in there for you to tweak it and better reflect what you're imagining it to be Um, with melee weapons as well the damage value is a plus value it is a plus to your strength attribute so in melee combat your base damage is your strength and then the weapon adds to that that's uh right you know just a very simple way to remember that keep that in your mind the stronger you are the more melee damage you do and again we're going to do a whole thing on the actual combat system and how this works and just just to nip that comment right, put it right back where it came from. Uh, you might be like, "Hey, these damage values for the melee weapons seem a bit high," but like when you're with you have a sword and you're running at a guy with a gun, like that's hard. Mm-hmm. You're gonna probably get shot, and that's gonna suck. So if you can get to him and like cut him, that sword's gonna hurt. Yeah. So it's a it is a deliberate balancing thing, and you know we also think that. You know, getting shot or getting hit with a sword, whatever is happening in your Eclipse Engine games, like it's all going to be damaging. So you'll see that when we explain the combat section. But all of the results of combat, regardless of what weapons you're using or you know slight differences in damage values, they're they're gonna 
they're going to really mess some monsters up or some other players or whatever. Whoever you're fighting. Right. So that's uh, that's weapons. Protection. How do you protect against weapons? Right. Well, we got uh, two kind of types of protection. You got your shields and running away and your armor. No. Well, I mean, they're not. They don't have to be in order. I said running away. Oh, I made a I made a dumb dumb joke. He made a he made a joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's all give him a round. All Protection. Right. Continue. <laughs> uh, armor. You can be wearing armor. It will make those bullets do less damage. So. Armor just basically buffs your toughness, uh, right? You can you spend your equipment points on it. You spend two points for a poor piece of armor, you get two extra toughness. Uh, this does not uh, increase your like toughness to resist like going incapacitated or dying. Yeah, so if I toughness have attribute five, remains unchanged, yeah. and if it runs out, you still die. Right, so if I have five toughness and a poor leather jerkin, I can still only take five points worth of toughness damage. It's just harder for me to take those points because I have a piece of uh, armor. Yeah. And that will that will become uh, more clear when we do uh, combat effects and combat in the in the next session, um, episode. But that's how armor works. Adds to toughness. Shields work a little differently, um, and they consequently provide a higher bonus. But what they do, instead of buffing your toughness, they reduce the enemy's roll to hit. They uh, reduce it by more than the armor adds to your toughness. The trade-off there is you have to spend actions in combat to use your shield. Um, If you have an excellent shield, that's good. It's a minus five to the enemy's roll to hit. That's, you know, you use that it, can though. save your life in combat, but you have to bother to employ your shield, which... You gotta, you gotta turn on your boots, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it just doesn't work. You know, it's just a thing that you're holding. Um, but those are the types of protection that you can purchase for your character. Next up, we have modifications buffs, attachments, and enhancements. This is kind of a catch-all section um, where you can spend points in two different categories, combat or non-combat, and they they do basically what you think. They modify or buff the stats of something else. So you might spend points on a fair... uh, you know, non-combat buff to your charisma in the form of a cool hat. Sure. Um, you might spend points on a combat buff. Right. I want. I put an optic on my rifle. Right. Make it easier or to a, hit people. Or a, like a fire rune on my sword to increase the damage. That would, you know, be that would be in the right. combat category. So it would give you a different bonus to a different stat. But that's essentially what it is. So very. This very, is how you uh, round out your character and specialize them in the things that you want them to be really good at. Very versatile, uh, like you said, Cosmo. Catch all 
uh, if if we forgot something in the rules, like the dum dums we are, uh, hopefully this allows you to add it back in. Yeah. Um, and then the last section of the loadout is other items, and other Which items is literally is a bit of a, you the catch all. Everything whatever, else yeah. comes here. So, you know, if if it's something and you don't feel like it fits into the mods or buffs, but you do feel like your character needs it, like you know, you need a radio. You need a radio to talk to to home base. Well. You might have that as just sort of a guaranteed thing if you were playing a, you know, like a realistic military campaign. Someone in your team probably just has a radio and that would right. be a gimme. But you might not. And, you know, in that situation or your character might, you know, uh, have some rope or some climbing equipment. And, you know, not really things that you feel like need a stat, but they are things that uh, help your character do what they do. Sure, or or it could be is more character building. Like I have a I have a pipe that I willed myself, mm-hmm. and it doesn't give me any like buffs. But like my hand, but it's good. Maybe maybe it's even like a monster bone, so it's like important. Oh, and then like the game master could like take that away from you, and then yeah. you have to get it back. I don't know. Some fun. And generally speaking, if you don't need to roll a dice to use it, you shouldn't have to spend points on it. And anything that your characters would kind of by default have. Like, you shouldn't be spending points on shoes or pants or, you know, a backpack. If a backpack is a normal thing for your character to have in this world, Mm -hmm. that is stuff that you should just have. Your basic adventurer's kit. Yeah. That's that's what you are as a player character. You're an adventurer in some way or another. Mm-hmm. So you know you probably have the basics for going out into the wilderness or wherever you're going, whatever setting you're in. Um, Dane, I think that is all for the player side. Uh, mm. yeah. Hopefully, uh, you guys are interested enough to uh, listen to our game master uh section also if you don't feel like this uh episode has been enough for you to actually like create a character don't worry uh we have our own entire episode about creating a character uh this is just to get you semi-familiar with the uh clips engine for those veteran role players out there who like can take it and run with it that's great if you need a little more help we're here for you and there's going to be more coming up um, but that is going to do it for this episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Check us out on Two-Headed Game, or sorry, 2HGM.com, where you can contact us, submit feedback, and you can download the Eclipse Engine for free. For free. Uh, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Uh, link is on the website. Uh, again, that's 2HGM.com. Uh, we are the Two-Headed Game Master. Join us next week for the Game Master-oriented uh, episode of the Eclipse Engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to the Burning Saviors for their for allowing us to use their song for our intro and outro. And we will see you next time. Bye.